What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day Renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Scars are stories. History written on the body. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Written Uh, by somebody who's never been scarred in their life. (laughs) Well, you you live a life. You're bound to get beat up a little bit here and there. You know, you... You take your licks and... Is it, are they signs of courage or signs of stupidity? I or the signs of good luck? It is depends it, if you walked away from it. I mean, a scar yeah. means that you, you well, survived I'm it. I'm covered in scars. And, and that's and that's why I, that's why I asked feel... you here today. <laughs> Today's the day. Today's the day. I wanted to talk about your scars. Not okay. Perhaps, I mean, it depends. The on emotional ones. If if we get there. If, if we, we get if, there. If we have deep, enough, let's start with the physical ones, shall you know, we? So yeah. my, first, my, first, my first scar ever was my, my sister's, call it my smirk, because it, I'll show it to you. It's just like a little, it goes a little, all the way around my entire trunk, mm-hmm. and it kind of comes up a little higher on one side, like a little smirk, smirky mm. face. That's a cute name for that scar. Yeah. So How did you get that one? So they took out my kidney when I was a baby because I had a cancer. I had a cancer called a Wellms tumor. And uh, I might get a little dark here, and I apologize to any anybody who you know might be might be offended or, or hurt or bothered by what they might hear now. In some way. Triggered in any way, but um, so in the '70s when the, when I was going through this, they didn't know a whole lot about cancer in general, less so about babies and baby cancer and how much chemo do you give to a little baby. So they were uh, there was a study that they were doing that I was involved in, and uh, I had two roommates, Emily and Jason. And I believe, I might have these backwards, but I, I wasn't really cognizant at the time. How old were you? 18 months old. Okay. Um, I think I was in uh, treatments until five. Okay. Uh, so um, I don't know how extensive they were. I, mean, I remember things from later about like being strapped into these like plexi, like green plastic things with these little dashed marks. And I remember this big black thing that they would strap to my stomach and it hurt really bad. And they would go, they would go behind this like a... A revolving cylinder like they would put me in this thing and they would like lock me down and I'd be like it's really tight and then they would like well, well just be a second and they get inside this like white capsule that would like rotate around and they would disappear for a little while and that's pretty much all I really remember but hospitals have always bothered me like, I don't know yeah I have needles I can't go near I'm terrified of needles but um this, this scar actually covered up the original scars were in my ditch was from me wiggling and the chemo would drip out and burn my skin that was the second one? I guess, yeah, that would be the second one. Um, and, um, yeah, so I think Emily didn't get enough, and Jason got too much. So little Emily got eaten, and Jason got fried from the inside out. And little Walter, little baby Walter, got the gold, what they Golden. call the gold lock, Goldilocks. He got the, just the right amount. And um, so I got to grow up and be a bartender. <laughs> Among many other things, but, so this 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 was a surgery. They cut it. They cut yeah, it out. Cut it out of actually this side, and then they went higher on the other one because they wanted to check. They wanted to poke around and kind of see if it had moved or you know spread. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then they gave you chemo, and you got you were and I got better, and yeah, they would like I remember like the the later they put me on like a little board and that would wiggle that around. I don't know if that was part of it, but they would always do like weird. 
I think maybe that's just because my dad was at the university and they'd have, my mom would take me to do, they'd always have me doing studies on people and stuff, you know. They would, you were part of studies that your parents were doing? <laughs> it sounds way sinister when you put it like that. No. Well, you know, it's like this like a psychology class, right? And they've right. got to like do something to figure something out or whatever. They have to write a paper on something. Mm-hmm. So it's like we need volunteers to come like... You know, can you make this kid stand on this piece of wood while we wiggle it? I don't, I don't know what these things were, but yes, we were always there. Like my sisters in piano lessons down the hall, so my mom would walk me down here and they put like little, they put the little jelly things on me, and then like put me on a piece of wood and wiggle it, and like they'd have like all these little electrodes on my head, and it was the '70s, man. I don't know what to tell you. Somebody's always writing a paper, and it was just how life was, you know. Okay, Sci- um, it was surrounded by scientists. I had was... no idea. That's fascinating. Do you think this affected you as an adult? Doesn't everybody go through this? Like, no, you, you were never, never in studies. Nobody, I was never in a study. Nobody tested you for anything. Like, no, put a little hit you with a rubber mallet, you know, on their kneecap. I mean, yeah, that, I got that at the doctor, but right. no, I don't remember any sort of um, these were doctors I clinical mean, I studies. Okay, I don't, I don't really know. You have to ask my mother what the hell they were doing, you know, why they were doing it. But this is fascinating. I, I would love if you if you next time you talk to her, I would love to find out. About the list the, of things I should ask her is getting longer and longer. <laughs> the wooden block, the baby on the wooden block, shaking it like it's a balance test. Yeah, yeah some stress kind of, test. They had like a little, yeah, they had that weird blue jelly on the electrodes. Yeah. They would stick the electrodes on me, and it was cold and sticky and gross. And I don't, I've never liked cold, sticky, gross things on me, you know. No, I don't see why you would. Girls are always like, oh, but let's put makeup on you. And it's like, ugh, sticky. And... Does it, when you had this giant scar as such, from such a young age, and you just grow up, and that's just who you are, that's yeah. what you have, it doesn't really, I mean, when do you, do you find out, like, at a young age that other boys don't have scars? And is that, like, is there any sort of stigma I, or? I never, nobody ever never, teased me about it. It was never yeah. spoken of. Like, nobody was like, oh, my God, what's that? Like, it never, it never came up. Like, we'd go okay. swimming and stuff, and it was just like, yeah, I'd be running around. And yeah. I don't know if maybe their parents were like, don't talk about it. But it, I was never sensitive about it. Like, nobody really cared. Okay. I mean, okay. yeah, my sisters called it my smirk, and it was just kind of a funny, weird, stupid thing. It was just like, yeah, that's my smirk. My and, but you did have, I guess for lack of a better term, track marks of some kind? Or well, were... it was just, it was the skin. I mean, again, you can't see it because of the scar, but it was just, it wasn't track marks. It was this, It was on the skin. Like, it wasn't, okay. veins weren't collapsing or anything. It was just the the, the substance was burning the, the, the top of the they skin. They were kind of chemical see. burns on the skin. Yeah, not kind of like, you know, the like veins. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, Oh, okay, exactly. okay. Um, but anyway, that's why I got that tattoo on that arm instead of the other one, because this was my arm right. for that. And so anyway, back to this scar, I guess. Oh wait, um, in order gonna, to go in order. I want. I would like to go in yeah, order let's if go that's in order. okay. I think that's the best course. <laughs> um, chin. Oh, the chin. So all of the Schmidt children have a scar on their chin. We all got them from different things. Um, <laughs> There's nine of you. <laughs> yes, and we all, all got it. Cindy fell out of a tree. Catherine fell out of a bank, bunk bed. I think. Uh, Conrad might have been hit in the face with a ball. Don, or Paul fell off a bike, maybe. I think Don <clears throat> got his maybe in the army. I don't really know where they all got theirs. I mean, they're all you know all over the place. But um, Catherine and I invented a game when we were children called Magnet, and it was kind of like it was a mixture of follow the leader and um, uh, lava monster. Right, you had mm-hmm. to be up off the ground. And you had to run around the furniture. It's a very safe game. Like it's like it's definitely something you want your children to be doing when they're alone. So we're running around. Um, of course, our shoes are off. We would never run on the furniture with our shoes Absolutely on. We were not. very well behaved children, for as stupid as we were. Um, so of course, slippery socked feet. So you would run around, and then when you got 
to uh, like the halfway mark when you were uh, you'd say magnet and then the other person had to follow what do what you did and they have to and you, you start running kind of like duck duck goose a little mm-hmm. bit and they have to try and catch up to you because you're the magnet it's like you gotta they gotta like and like come get you okay and so she got up to me and knocked me off the chair and onto the corner of the fireplace and so i'm screaming and she's screaming and my mom's upstairs and so, and I was like, oh my gosh, my mom grabs me and she's like, oh God, they kind of push, piece me back together. And I'm, you know, of course I'm, I'm afraid and I'm hurt and everything else. And like, so we're in the car my mom piles us all in. My cousin Cindy drive, drives us all. Yes, there's a cousin Cindy and a sister Cindy. It's just plenty of Cindy's to go around. And I'm just like, Catherine, how could you do this to your little brother? And she's like crying. How old are you? five or four yeah. or six I, I don't remember but um the best part is so we're gone we're at the er and they're sewing me all shut my sister cindy she was at night school when all this went on so she came home and the house is empty and the door is open like a jar all the lights are on and there's little bloody handprints all over the house <laughs> So she's like, she runs to the neighbor. She's like, my family's missing. Like, there's bloody handprints everywhere. So (laughs) there's no cell phones at this. No, this is like, yeah, this is mid '80s. Like, there's no way to know. We didn't think to leave a note for her, tell her that we had not, in fact, been butchered. So yeah, she's freaking out. So we come home, and I've got like my little thing, all all patched up, and like there's police everywhere. Now my dad's home from work, and he doesn't know what's going on. Like. Yeah, so we're just like, no, no, it's school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Poor Cindy. Oh, and God. And so she, I mean, then you go, everything's fine. And yeah, we're good. Everything's, yeah. And the cops, everything's fine, and we're going to clean up the blood. And Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's insane. I can't imagine coming home to that. Right? Jesus. Little bloody hand. I am. Um, you, you wouldn't know it. I've had the beard for decades. You now. have one, too? I have a scar on my chin. When I was about one year old, my dad... Um, took me for some reason. I was in the clubhouse at the golf course, <laughs> and he decided he was going to set me on the bar stool. And a one-year-old doesn't really have the um, motor skills to stay upright for very long, <laughs> let alone on a swiveling stool, um, four feet in the air, three feet in the air. Yeah, and I just fell and right I think on there. Maybe maybe it was on my. I think it was either on the floor or on the bar itself. So uh, that may be yeah. um, uh, fortuitous or not everyone has a yeah everyone has got a scar on their chin i think that could be that could be some foreshadowing it's it's possibly development like if you think of like how and why humans develop why we have like a big projected like chin Chin. like why we have a massive bone right here is that so because we keep hitting like you know like for for (laughs) eons for yeah for millions of years humans have just been smashing our faces on shit (laughs) so we had to do so yeah we had to develop something that's yeah. good. possibly possibly the next one mm. is the forehead oh the forehead so yet another game oh, that we invented oh I, no wait Uh-oh. no wait you go ahead not this a... forehead it's this software okay so we've got another one that's oh we've got two foreheads the... yeah. yes so there's one eyebrow missing because my sister and I invented a game called tag in the dark where you turn off all the lights <laughs> and you run around trying to tag each other and I ran into a doorknob that's not safe no nothing that we did was safe Tag in the dark. It's, it's super fun, but yeah, you will end up with scars on your face. <laughs> but yeah, it's Schwabi's uh, Schwabi's nephew, mm-hmm. a so, friend of ours. And the... Yeah, Stevo. You want to tell? Yeah, tell him. Well, I mean, I wasn't. I no, I was there. You were there. I don't remember the fallout. I just remember. I mean, we were partying because we were drinking heavily because 
Steve's nephew had just been born and he was very excited. Yes. He was he was his first so nephew. We locked the door. To the bar. He worked at a bar. Yes. So we shut it all day. We, it was early. It was only like 10 o'clock. He's like, you know what? I'm, you know. Closed. We're closed. So we locked the door and he and I are up on the bar doing a jig. We were like physically dancing on top of the bar. We were hammered. And this is a very old bar. Very, very old bar. Very old Lucky's bar. In, in Eugene, Oregon. Like 100 years or something. God. And the ceiling fan that had been broken for so many decades, it like just didn't ever work. Like they all were working, but it's not this one. Mm-hmm. And I guess our jumping around, jarring it, turned it on. And it just, whap, just whacked me right in the forehead. <laughs> and my knees buckled. I'm like, what the hell? Because I'm drunk. I just kind of go down on my knees and I look at his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at me and she just gets this look of horror on her face. Just like, I'm like, why? What's, what's that look? Like, what? She's like, and then I feel a trickle in my eye. I'm like, oh my God. And I touch my forehead. Because, you know, head wounds, like they just bleed. And mm-hmm. she's just like scared because there was so much blood. And I was like, yeah. So that's what and the, so what was, so, but you, and so what happened after that? I don't remember going to the la- hospital or no, anything. No, it was just a, it was just a little, no, it was just a little, it's the forehead. Okay. So you Your just, forehead's going to bleed a little bit. Like there's no, it didn't puncture my, it was a, it was a lot fan. of blood. Yeah. For a fa- it was a face wound. And we were drinking. So blood pressure's up, blood is thin and it's a face wound. So. And you just wrapped it up? You went like no, got some ace bandage at the... No, the ace bandage, no, that was... We, I didn't wrap my head up. That was... You wrapped your head up at one point. There was this... Was that the time? Was that I when I was so. going to... Lay, you was going I doing to the, school. Yeah, okay. And you would show up and you'd have this big That's bandage right. on your <laughs> That's head. right. I did bandage you, it up. You were walking around... Maybe I should have gone to the ER. <laughs> I, just, yes. I always kind of thought it wasn't that big a deal, but yeah, you're right. I, had I a, just remember like weeks would go by and you'd still like you had this bandage on your head. I'm like, you all right? You're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I was. I don't know. You could have been concussed or something. I was a ceiling fan. Yeah. I could break one of those with my head. <laughs> you did. You did. turned it on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else you got in that? <laughs> so we got the two foreheads. We got the bonus forehead. Bonus um, forehead. This one. The five head. The 30th birthday. Oh. So this is, if you want to do a little setup and explain... Oh, I'm not going to use his name because no, 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 no. We don't need to use anybody's name. But there was deserve it. There was a there was a friend of mine that I had met through people that I had um, Mm. I'd worked with, and so there was always like large groups of people, and there would be intersections of different yeah, like a Venn diagram of like friend groups, people and and things, and so so. I always found that not all of my friends got along, and that was, and that's you know, every, that's and, every friend group, and yeah. rightfully so. And for whatever reason, it's not everybody's going to get along with everybody. But well, we was... did get along until the incident, until he stabbed me. But should we discuss so, it? So, so yeah, so yes, we we that's that's what we're here to do. Because so, yes, we're all hanging out at Will's house, and we're all you know drinking beer and hanging out. And these idiots are doing that mumbly pig thing with the knife on the hand on the table, the, and the, the, the pirates did, or yeah, the old west, whatever, yeah. And I'm like not having anything to do with that because that's stupid, right? I don't mm-hmm. do stupid things like running around <laughs> in the dark. But So I'm in the kitchen looking at his Dilbert comics and I was enjoying myself. And You like Dilbert? The, yeah, sure. Dilbert's great. And he had them all over his refrigerator. Probably just mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the best of, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The selection was great. <laughs> and uh, I was enjoying it. And then, yeah, this guy came in. Uh, not Will, this, this other guy. We use his nickname, Opie. I'm sure we can, yeah. yeah. I mean, we are. So he just comes up. He's like, what are you doing? And I I'm point to the refrigerator with my beer hand. Like, my beer's in my hand. I'm pointing at it. And he just goes, duke, and stabs me with a knife in my hand. And I'm like, what the... And I set my beer down. I'm like, what are you doing? And, like, the blood starts coming out of my hand. And then you and Cone, I was like, you know, I started swearing at him. And 
It's like, what, what the fuck is wrong with, like, who just stabs a person? Like, that's really fucked up. Like, that's, it's, it's, it's like, God, it's really antisocial behavior. I'm saying, it's not, mm-hmm. he's not all there. But so you and I, you and Coda and I went over to Denny's before the Denny's was demolished. It was the Denny's Sports Grill in Ballard. Mm-hmm. And we sat yes. there until the manager finally came over with a Band-Aid and asked us to leave. He's like, could you please put this Band-Aid on to stop bleeding everywhere? And you guys need to go. Yes, I remember that now. Yes, <laughs> but it bled for like three days. What's I up definitely with that? should have gone to. The, well, it's right if you the see vein? it's right on the vein there. So it's yeah, I don't know. I should probably another should have uh, another trip to the ER might have been in. I've saved a lot of money just <laughs> throwing caution to the wind. But um, those ER visits are they're expensive, man. So you you then later would revisit this particular. Well, every moment. time I saw him, I would tell him like, "I'm gonna get you back, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna scar you. Like you're gonna have a scar. That you're gonna have to think about me every time you see it. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a little." W, and I'm going to get a soldering iron. I'm going to burn a W in your forehead. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to pass out at a party, and I'm going to burn a W in your forehead. Which, of course, I never did, but on my 30th birthday party, I told you, don't invite him. I don't want him to come to this thing. And it was my 30th, and it was a big, it was a big deal for me. And I was wearing my tuxedo. and We rented a room. We rented a room, and we were having a blast. And this brand new kid, bartender, who's trying to get his uh, chops so he could get a real bartending shift. So he had to work this party for us. And we're down there, we're all bartenders, so he's getting, you know, like, I think, you know, Coda's showing this kid how to make, you know, old fashions and stuff, or whatever. So he's getting, you know, it's, it's cool. And Opie shows up, and I'm just like, what the hell, man? Like, here's a beer, whatever, it's a party, screw it, right? I've had a few beer. I'm like, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty friendly guy, if you, you know, mm-hmm. get to know me a little bit. Yeah. I sound like a complete pedantic prick when you listen to these podcasts, but <laughs> but no, so we're talking, and I'm like, again, I go into my thing about how I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get you, and uh, I asked the bar kid. I was like, hey, you have a knife back there? And okay, so bartending 101, you never, ever, ever hand a drunk person a knife. You just don't hand anybody a knife. No or knife any should... sort of tool other or, than uh, the... The glass they should be drinking out of. Like, that's it. Unless they're ordering steak. <laughs> right. <laughs> And so he presents me with the paring knife, and I'm like, thank you. I take the knife from his hand, and I jab into Opie's hand. He's holding a beer. It's in the same hand. He has an identical scar to mine. And I hand the bloody knife back to this poor kid whose face is, like, white as a sheet. It's like, clearly he has just learned his first lesson of do not hand the knife to the guy at the bar. And he's just like, oh, my God. Like, like he's going to go call security. And we're like, no, 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 it's fine. And then Opie toes, and he takes the needle off the record player, and he stands up on the on the chair, and he's like... Yeah, I think you might have been in the bathroom. I don't know. But he's just like, everybody. And it kind of gets quiet. He's like, Walter just stabbed me. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> and he starts cheering. And a bunch of girls took him into the bathroom and bandaged up his hand. And It was all good. Yeah. It was, it's, you know. It was in good fun. <laughs> yeah, it was all in good fun. So now this person who was your nemesis for so long, you are now bonded in life. Well, we're, we're square. Life. We're square. I still don't like him because he, I mean, that's a psychotic thing. To, and uh, yes, I took part in that psychosis. I, on my half, I stabbed him also, which is probably not a friendly thing to do. But you know, he had it coming. Fair and enough. I stand by that. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that's, it's, I love that. Um, so these next couple are um oh they're, they're conjoined they're, they are conjoined yeah i think you know the one we're talking about the one we call uh filet du jour filet du jour Is so that... yeah that was uh, my roommate at the time was this kid i'm not going to use his name at all no. but he um he was i came home from helping you move in with your new girlfriend mm-hmm. and he was being a drunk asshole and um 
So he and I started getting into it, and he spits in my face, so I decked him. And then he hit me a couple times, and I hit him a couple times. And his girlfriend got between us, and she's trying to, like, get Mitigate the situation. Yeah. And so I can't get in, I can't hit him anymore, cause she's, but he keeps swinging. So he hits me a couple times in the back of the head, and I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to go smoke and calm down. So I go outside, and we've got those little tiny 6 by 9 windows in the front door of our house that we're renting, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the door shuts and locks behind me. I'm smoking my cigarette, and I turn around... And she's trying to calm him down, and I can't see what he's doing. I think he hits her. She goes down below the line line of sight. I can't see what he's doing, and he's doing something, yelling at her. And I was like, so I hit the door. I was like, hey. I hit the door. I'm like, he gets up in the little window. I'm like, leave her alone. And I grab the doorknob, and I jiggle it. I'm like, leave her the hell alone. And he gets his finger right between, you know, the glass. And he's like, you know, fuck you, Walter. What are you going to do about it? So I punched him. Through the glass. As hard as I could. uh, Knocked him out. Uh, but I filleted my arm down to the bone, <laughs> of course, when I pulled back. I don't know if it went when I came in or when I pulled out, but she opens the door. He's out in the foyer, and I'm, like, holding the flesh back onto my arm like this, and I'm trying to, because I went in, it also went into my ditch right here. So this was squirting to the beat of my heart, and this is just hanging, like, flesh is hanging. It looked like raw chicken, like, hanging off of me. So I'm trying to hold it all back and put apply pressure. You know, I saw that same movie that everyone else did, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Apply pressure to the wound and maybe you'll make it through this. We don't really know, but... And I'm like, you know, grab my phone out of my pocket. You gotta call John. Uh, You're gonna have to convince him that this is not a joke because this is like three in the morning or something. Yeah, it was very early in the... I mean, even even for our hours, like, I just remember being in bed at that point. I was like, I knew that... Because we'd already hung out earlier, so I knew that you were out. I'm like, you gotta tell him... You're gonna have to convince him this is not a joke, okay? Like, he's gonna... He's gonna be... He's gonna find this very distasteful humor, but tell him this is real. He has to wake up Coda and tell them they have to come get me and take me to the ER. I knew that much. I knew I knew that this and was I, not something that I was going to be ignoring. And I remember getting the phone call, waking up, and immediately thinking, this is bullshit. <laughs> that was my first... I was like, he is drunk out of his mind. I don't know what he actually wants, but this is bullshit. And, and then so she was on the other line and like, no, no, this is for real. And I didn't have a car. No, I needed Coda you to was, wake up Coda. So, he was your next door neighbor there. Yes. And so... Um, he so I call him and I'm like it's not a drill. This is <laughs> right. You have to convince him that it's not a joke. Uh, this is not a drill. So yeah. So there's this whole line of of co- phone calls, and I remember he comes and gets me and we go and we pick you up at this house mm-hmm. and you're with the um with the girlfriend. I don't know what happened to the your roommate that you were fighting with. He was just knocked I think out. He got a, He ran away. He, I think by that time, by the time you guys got there, he had like gone on his Vespa and because he away. knew he knew people were coming. Yeah. So. We pick you up, and I don't remember if oh, the if the other everywhere. roommate, the other girl, was came with us or not. She did. But, okay, so we all yeah. pile in the car and we get you to the ER. And if you've ever been in an ER and you've been drunk, or <laughs> if you've been with somebody who's in an ER and they're drunk, um, and I'm not. I mean, this is just what happens. No, yeah, it's it's not. The, well if you are <laughs> if you are ever that person, may I suggest that you kindly don't make jokes with the nurses and the ER doctors. They don't find it funny. In the slightest, you're they, probably they the eighth person. Humor. Yeah. They were not, and so I remember you going up, getting you like signed up, and and trying to explain to the people what had happened. That we mm-hmm. went to go pick you up, and that you had cut your arm, and they, I think they saw immediately how bad it was. Like yeah. it was not. Um, well, yeah, I was. My pants were covered in gore. Like it was like I was like it was blood. Like it was pretty 
terrifying. And <laughs> I remember you saying, can somebody come in with me? Mm-hmm. And you were like, well, can John come in with me? And mm-hmm. you, I, you know, I guess because I was the one you called or whatever. And so I go into the room where they're sti- they're going to stitch you up. And you're still laughing and you're obviously like you're in shock. Probably. I mean, you're drunk. You're in shock. You probably don't feel all the pain, but there's still probably some like it's just like, oh, my God. I mean, because you saw it and you took a picture of it. Yeah. And it's pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um, It's a pretty it was such a long and deep slice (laughs) that I remember. Yeah. You said to the bone, and I just remember you kept trying to joke with the nurse. I was trying to keep it light, you know? Like, I know that these things, even for them, they see it all the time, sure, but, you know, it can be stressful, I imagine, and maybe she was trying to... Mm-hmm. A little levity, I I thought, was in order. They but didn't, no, she... nobody agrees with me on that. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I just remember we finally... I, I don't know if we got breakfast at Denny's after that, but I feel like it was very... So at that point, it's like 6 in the morning or something, and I think we probably just took you home. Yeah. I don't really remember much of the rest of the day. I think, yeah, I took some pain pills and and I was done. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it healed up a pretty nice scar. Yeah. Um, Where is it? Is it right right there? Like there? Oh, it goes around. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a few different scars. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't that bad. They they stitched that one up. I don't think they really needed to, but this one, this is when they messed up my tattoo. This was right. We had all gotten these matching star tattoos and then you ruined it. I ruined it all. I'm a (laughs) ruiner. You you made made it your own is what you did. (laughs) It's the only one that doesn't match anymore. It's on the wrong arm too. Yes. Yes. But, um, so, was, now, so now, so now, we the, got the next one is man bite. Yeah, so so same guy, he like disappeared for a while. We didn't know like where he went. He was no longer a problem. Yeah, he, he was, just kind of vanished. He dropped off the earth for like three months. I thought maybe he'd gone to jail or something. Nobody knew. Yeah, but the girl was now dating another friend of ours at the same bar that we all worked at. The, mm-hmm. You know, at the Balmar, and um. Somebody, I'm outside smoking a cigarette, and somebody is shining a laser pointer in the bar, and it's freaking. You know, there's been a little like, red, by the, like, yeah, for cats, that kind of sure, well, like a little laser pointer. I don't know, man. What? It could have been a scope. Well, that's what I'm saying is like that. The climate in the world at this time, like shootings were starting to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're they've gotten worse, but it's like this is when things like that were occurring. So people saw that coming from outside, and they were freaking out and leaving the bar. So somebody says that they saw a kid on the rooftop across the street. So I grabbed the other bartender. And we're like, all right, let's go because Ballard's like on this hill. So we go to the back, the, the one block up, and we can get onto the roof also. And so just real quick, um, you realize this. And I, at the time, I was the, I was the manager on duty this evening. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to discourage you both from leaving the building at all, that we should just wrap things up, lock the doors, and get out of here. And I don't know if there was some contact with this person or if you knew who it was at all. No. You just knew there was something happening on the roof. Yeah. I did not condone the two of you getting up on the roof by going back behind the building. Okay, I was... it's been noted. All right? It's been noted. <laughs> you got it? You get your little legal thing in there, you're off the hook. Okay? Can we can we tell the story now? Yes. Lunatic. So we climb up there, Joey and I. Oh, yeah. Well, his name's out there now. I'm sure I've told the story a million times. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But we're up there, and we see we see the kid on the corner of the thing. And he's doing his thing, and we get closer. I'm like, "Hey, kid." You know, Joey is on the phone. He's got his phone out. He's talking to the police. And he's, we're like, "We got the phone. The cops are on the line. They're coming down here. Could you just leave? You're freaking people out, man. Like, I don't know. It's funny to you, maybe, but you're scaring people. You should just go." And he turns around, and it's. Ex-boyfriend, dickhead, that I just mm-hmm. punched, you know, a few months ago through the window. Right, and he is visibly 
on something. I don't know if he, what what he took, but he was kind of wild eyed and he just ran towards Joey, like charged him. I got between the two of them and knocked him down. He got up. He's like, "Hey man, hey man," and then tries to come in with a haymaker. So I kicked him. I knocked him down again. And he's never been a very good. I've I've had a couple fist fights with this idiot. He's not very good at these things. And so we're on this rooftop of this this building in in Ballard in Seattle, and there's like a like one of those pyramids. It's like glass. It's like a a, a light thing. What do you call those? A sky skylight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kick him and I knock him down. And he falls back on it and it cracks. And I'm standing over him for a brief second. I'm like, I could push him through this thing and nobody would even question it. And then all of my problems would go away with this motherfucker. And I didn't. He got up and came after me again. So I knocked him down again. And then, you know, my bouncer friends all showed me how to choke somebody out. So I'm like, this is the only way we're going to get this done. He's not going to leave us alone. He's not going to run away. He's just going to keep attacking us. So I'm choking him out. And this is, I mean, I'm not a bad person and this was a good friend of mine we, we were good good enough friends to move in together you know what i mean like yeah. like he was my boy like he was my buddy for like a long time and he he manages to say you're hurting me you're hurting me and so i loosened up a little bit and he got his jaw out and he bit me on the bicep right here that's a huge scar that's through a shirt a sweater and a coat so he didn't break my skin with his mouth like he didn't like but it threw all that fabric. He gave me that scar. That's a human man mouth bite on my arm. Probably the most painful thing I've ever experienced in my life. I couldn't even see like while it was happening. Like my eye, like I was like, ah, I started screaming. Joey is on the phone. He got up and he started kicking him in the chest until he let me go with his mouth. And then the police showed up and the ambulance and he had gotten on. He like ran into the bushes. The cops found him later, but. Um, yeah, charged him with illegal discharge of a laser. I don't know if you knew that. That was one of the list of like seven things they charged him with. You're like Batman. Well, you know, rooftop fights to the death. You know, that's I'm a low level superhero. <laughs> I'm a very low level superhero. Um, yeah, damsels in distress and rooftops. Yeah. So. Now you have one more. Oh, on my neck. That we, you know, I know you have to go here. So <laughs> Do I? Do I have to go again? Damn, I'm but so busy. But there's one more that we. I know. <laughs> I'm just a busy guy. That we uh, that we haven't discussed. So this is my favorite scar to lie about because when people see it, they're like, <laughs> so, "What?" It's not interesting or, or clever no. or anything. It's, you know, so I usually so my favorite lie is I'll say. Um, that I was being mugged, and this guy like put a knife to my throat from behind me. And but did, no, I, no, no, no. You want to tell? If, you? Isn't the lie a little bit deeper than that? Isn't there the when I was a little? Oh no, that was the that was the, yeah, the smirk. Was, yeah, that okay. was one for the smirk. No, 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 no. That was a different. Yeah. Okay, but what do you tell them? Well, yeah, they, you know, I broke this guy's arm, and he had this knife against my neck, and I, you know, I, you know, I took out these two guys, and I don't know, I'll embellish it or whatever. But no, I had a, a herniation and a disc in my neck. I slept wrong. It was a spontaneous herniation in my neck. Jesus. So, you know, you wake up with like a kind of crick in your neck, and you're like, oh, I can't really move. And then it doesn't go away after three days, and you're like, okay, this is getting absurd. Um, and then once I had, I started getting uh, numbness in my fingers, which tells me that there's nerve damage. So I'm like, now I really have to go get an MRI or something. Like, something's wrong. And that's what it was. So they put a dead guy in here. They cut me open and they put a little dead guy in some bolts and bolted me back together. It's kind of like corals. What they do is they, they, you know, they they cut out the lamin, the 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 spongy stuff, and then they put the dead guy in there and they drill up and they drill down into you or stuff to make it bleed and they bolt it all together so your blood kind of goes into this dead, dead guy's bone and bring it back to life basically and 
Yeah, it's kind of cool. I can play the violin now, which is amazing. <laughs> is that the other lie? <laughs> that's that's the other lie. <laughs> it's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.